Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crush Fam Podcast. I'm your host, Cantherion, a.k.a. Chris Crush Jacob, because Chris Crush will make the ball jump jump. We have with us our official, unofficial, official co-host, as well as a new friend. Let's start with new friends, because everyone remembers old ones. Let's start with Wildfire Micro, a.k.a. Inkerbell. How's it going tonight? It's going good. I went one and one ISFL. Um, Sam, we somehow my quarterback threw three pits and still won. Hey, a W is a W. Who cares how you got there, right? Unless, well, yeah. I mean, in the sim leagues, I well, guess you care, but but still, the W is the most important, right? Um, so, sorry, they missed their game time field goal. Fair we kind of got a little lucky. It, you know, I'd rather but, be lucky than good. Yeah. Right on. And of course, <laughs> what podcast would be complete these days without the Pirate Captain Dom, a.k.a. Crozier McCoy? What's going on tonight, sir? Howdy. Um, I'm pretty good. <laughs> yep. I'll take it. I'll take pretty good. Pretty good is better than bad. And uh, as is, always, yeah. we got to shout out our silent companions. We got uh, Sarah Posting, aka Anchovy, chillaxing with us uh, in the in the Crush podcast. We will be referencing her nonsense as well as our own. So uh, th- so thanks for hanging out. And we welcome any commentary you want to type out. If you feel like talking, always welcome. If you want to chat, that's cool too. All right. And um, the first thing I need to bring up is the fact that I'm okay as a major league player. I'm okay. Oh, and shout out to uh, to Sarah's French exam that she's writing. So if anyone's listening from the university, uh, Sarah is diligently working on an exam right now and definitely not hanging out in the podcast. Um, and any podcast-related activities are strictly correlated to said exam uh, officially unofficially I, I, I don't PBE know. French League when right. <laughs> I don't I don't speak French but I, I support it you know I'm, I'm all in and then and then we could do like a French Canadian you know variant as well uh, yeah we can make a, uh, make a minor league team from Montreal and in the locker room they're only allowed to speak French <laughs> Can I say something real quick? Um, I, was, I had this idea once for a team called the Calgary Foundation. Referencing Bret Hart, you know. And the colors would be pink and black. The Calgary Foundation. Okay. Like, it's not much of a sports name, but I think it's very really cool for the reference. I feel like the Calgary Foundation is the name of some sort of charitable organization, and I don't know what they do, um, but probably from a video game. Yeah, they get they get um, they get baguettes in in the hands of uh, of poor baseball players of minor leaguers. It's just who uh, can't afford it belongs. It was one of the same one that what best wrestlers of all time. Okay. I mean. I'm trying to think. You know, I was super into um, WWF as a kid growing up. I remember guys like, um, like, well, obviously the Undertaker, who's I, I don't know if he's still around. I've I've seen stuff relatively he's recently. Somebody retired. He he had one last match. He announced he was done. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, shout out to. Crush Django, who recently came back from the grave, speaking of Grave Digger, um, who is who, his uh, avatar in Discord is the Green Bastard, um, is another great professional wrestler from Trailer Park Boys. So, lot, lots of wrestling uh, lineage in the Kingpin's locker room, for sure. But I haven't... the. The one thing I will say about it is if you haven't seen it, there's a great YouTube video called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. It's fantastic. It talks about the Triple H story. Um, 
And it's all cross-play. So it's all the guys play women, the women play guys. It's fantastic. Highly recommended. Um, and it talks about how it's the drama of wrestling, which is why it's entertaining, not the script, uh, the scripted fighting. It's, the, it's really the drama that pulls people in. Anyway, enough about wrestling for the minute. Um, but yeah, Chris Jacob actually okay. I'm kind of surprised. This whole, the whole time, I was, I fully expected that, like pre-expansion, the, the talks that I was having with Person Man and Frick Nasty, the GMs of the Scorpions was like, oh yeah, I'll probably leave you down at least one more season, if not two more seasons. So, so it was going to be likely that this season I would have stayed down in the minors if not for the expansion. So I was really hoping to like get that extra time to build up some more TPE. But, um, yeah, kind of had a couple breakout sims. I'm now hitting over 260. Uh, I've got I've got almost double-digit home runs. I've hit, like, four home runs this week. So, like, I'm actually doing okay. I, I don't think I'm Rookie of the Year material. I think uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez has that pretty much locked up. I think he's a Raptor. Does that sound right? Unknown. We don't fact check here, so we're gonna say he's a raptor. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna click on the raptors and find out. Mm. Yes, I'm so good at life. All right. Um, how is um? So the last time I checked, Beldy was had really good stats. Let me um. Oh, so... I can't pull up the index. Checking. So Benny Rodriguez uh, is hitting 287 with 16 bombs and a 3.1 huh. uh, WAR. So he's he's not only having like a really good rookie campaign, but like you know a really good overall campaign. Like that's just a good major league season, no matter how you slice sure. it. Yeah. How is uh, how is your player doing, Wildfire? Um, what? How's your player doing? You're a uh, relief pitcher, right? Yeah, she's doing decently, but she hasn't gotten a loss or a name. She's saved like twice, so I have to go back. I have mm-hmm. paid saves here. Okay. Right now, her ERA is 4.71, but her win above replacement is a positive 0. 0.4. Oh, yeah. a 4.7 is pretty good for a rookie pitcher. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's a good good first season. She's only hit around four home runs. She had thirteen base on balls, which I assume are walks. Yeah. Not the biggest baseball guy. Um, and forty five <laughs> strikeouts. And then we have hmm. we have a late addition to the Crush Fan Podcast. We have Sonic Gmail, Glenn Allen Mixon. Is that did I did I nail it? Hell yeah. Yes. It's me. Uh, the the rookie of the year candidate, or reliever of the year candidate, all of the year candidate. How's it going tonight? Well, you know what? It's going. I'm, I'm here in my very cold apartment. I hear someone's cat crying. And... <laughs> That's a very distinct sound. <laughs> okay. Brief rant. I think cats are the most evil mammal on this planet. <laughs> that's not even up for debate i don't think they're so i i don't know i just i don't like them they're, they're not cute they're warm but i they they hurt you so unintended there's many candidates <laughs> that's true yeah we so maybe you should say the most evil domesticated animal because like cats are literally do, sociopaths like do humans count as domesticated evil I, you know, I don't think humans are... You can domesticate humans, too. Okay, that's a bit vibe. But... Oh, boy. Listen, I think that's a step above tampering, by the way. Good, but um, this is not a philosophy pod. So, Well, I mean, yes and that, no. Perhaps that's true. What, what, what is this particular pod about? What are we discussing? What we isn't no it idea. about? What is right. any podcast? Okay. So the, the ground rules were um, we don't fact check. We uh, we tamper at some point, but not really. 
uh, and we don't we don't plan things out. I mentioned that we're probably going to review some of the really cool media articles that the team has put together so far, um, and I want to talk a little bit about the greatest play in baseball history. Um, but but really, there's no st- set structure to these. It wouldn't be fun if if I planned everything out and had an agenda and did cuts at chapters and made this like an actual podcast. That would be stupid, I think. Fair enough. Fair Shout enough. out to people who actually put a lot of work into their podcast. And I love I love what you guys do. Keep it up. <laughs> um, there was this guy in my ISFL team that had put a lot of work in his podcast. Like, I was on his podcast once, and it was really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know... I see, and, yeah. and we're getting a lot of agreement. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Sarah was being uh, flippant or sarcastic, but um, yes, the answer is yes. The greatest play in baseball history is Javi Baez running back to home plate. Yep. <laughs> it's like that, and then as a Cubs fan, it's the Cubs winning the World Series. But this is above that. Fuck you for that one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know. 3-1, you know, it's tough. Three and one's tough. Look, it's Chicago sports for such a big city. It has been a rough like twenty years for Chicago sports because you had MJ, right? Which is to be fair, like one of the best runs of any professional sport in North America ever. And then besides that, it has been so dry in Chicago for the last twenty years. So I am very glad that the Cubs picked up the World Series. Like that's a that's a team I like. That's a good fan base. Um, well, the 2000s were good was, for hockey. If I was more intense about baseball, it might annoy me, but since I don't care that much, I'm like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the White Sox had a good run in the 2000s, and then the um, That's true. The Hawks had a yeah. good run in the 2000s and, and 2010. Mm, so we had, nice. we had some sports, I don't know. That's dry Cleveland sports. If you want to talk about dry, you know, try living in Michigan, good old Detroit, all right, where every one of our sports teams is mm. currently in the drain, in the gutter. Brought hey, up back have, uh, shot. the Saints. You have the Saints conditioning coach as your new um, <laughs> GM or whatever head coach. Did you want a World Series? Like, I know now World Series uh, NBA title. Sometime like 2003 or 2004. How, so are, um, how are the Red Wings? They suck. They used to have a dynasty. I forgot what happened with the last Titan. Mm. This is why I don't follow hockey. I don't. I don't know. That's. I think. I think hockey is a weird sport. But... It's. I think it's fun. It's you know so it's one of those sports that I it, I think I thoroughly enjoy going to games, and then like watching them on TV I just don't care I don't I don't know. I think that's how baseball is for most people, and I, for me it's the complete opposite. Like I I love base well I love baseball no matter what I have fun either way but I have just as much fun watching it on TV as I do in person, and with with hockey I think I only enjoy it in person, and on TV I'm just like, I don't know. It's the same with like, like um, basketball for me. It's not as fun on TV. It's like it just there's a lot of back and forths. There's there's I don't know. I feel like in person the action feels more real for those sports for me. Mm. I don't know if that that's probably completely unrelatable. <laughs> sports are always better in person. That's true. Um, to kind of branch. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Do you want to speak first, Wild? Yeah, I've never been to a live pro um, sports event. I went to um. So I, my my sister, is uh, someone who's been performing in public as a musician a very long time. Uh, so when I was really young, I went to a lot of, uh, kind of the local, uh, the G League team, and the, um, the minor league a baseball team around here because uh, she sang the national anthem. But I never really cared about sports until recently. Uh, So a couple of days ago, I went to the first ever major sports game that I've actually known anything about. 
I went to the uh, Akron Rumber Ducks game, and they absolutely blew the shit out of uh, the Fighting Phils. So it was a very good first experience uh, for in-person sports. Also, yeah, Winnipeg sucks. It's true. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah. That's a... yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. I do like the hardline opinions. I want you to provide though. context. I just want um, Shoe, happy birthday by the way. Heck yeah. Um, to just listen through all this and be like, what the fuck's happening? I'm pretty sure that's every podcast. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> like Dude, I think you saw one. I think he gets literally like five minutes in, goes like, why am I still listening? And then still listens to the whole thing for some reason. <laughs> like. What is this? Listen, we're trying to be the uh, the longest running weekly podcast in the PBE, or so. is that a thing? I don't know. This is in active streaks. We've got to be close. I think so. Because I think there are a lot of podcasts that run like every few weeks, or like once a month, or biweekly. But ours mm. is the only weekly one. We're on episode twenty-three. All right. Have you um ever missed a week? Not yet. I debated it a couple weeks. There were a couple weeks mm. where I was like, eh, I'm not feeling great. But I always end up cranking one out on a Friday night uh, because my my off days are Tuesday and Wednesday. It's way easier to do them on Tuesday and Wednesday. But sometimes, I don't know, I've got – I have a ton of appointments and stuff on Wednesdays in general. And then on Tuesdays, I usually just don't want to do anything because <laughs> it's my sure. Friday – it's my Saturday. So it's <laughs> like I just want to chill and play some of the show and – talking sure. chat a little bit and that's about it i mean if you were ever um if there was ever a week where you were just like fuck this um i would gladly you know run a podcast and it would just be the crush podcast but i would record it and all that so like if you ever needed that off yeah dude i mean the the i don't own the crush fam rights the copyright yeah no. <laughs> so like if if i leave this open to anyone who wants to be like, hey, I want to do a Crush Fan podcast, yeah. and it's like I'm I'm working. Like you guys are free to use the name and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm cool with the branding it. is the money, Jacob. You should know this. That's true. Yeah, we want to get my tens of listeners in on your <laughs> on what you're doing. So honestly, someone starting up a new podcast is almost guaranteed to get more listeners than we do at this yeah. point because it's like, oh, cool, someone new. And everyone will give that person a shot and then decide in that episode if they want to keep listening. Like, literally that one episode. And they'll listen for, like, ten minutes. And it's like, yep. okay, I want to keep listening or I don't, and that's it. So you may not want to use the Crush Fam podcast branding <laughs> for that reason, but otherwise, yes. Otherwise, but imagine if it was just, like, um, it'd be dumb if I was just like, all right, we're running the Crush and Report McCoy podcast. Here is the only episode. There will never be another one. <laughs> you know, like, it'd be Ooh. really sad. No, then it's more exclusive. It's like for a limited time only. <laughs> one man, one podcast. We're creating scarcity to drive up the market, Jacob. Yeah, that's how that's how the PB podcast economy works. <laughs> as, as, uh, this is, is going to be the new stock market. As someone whose education is listed as some college, I would say that this is a perfect model, and um, we're going to implement this. This is great. Anyway, that's, uh, that's a good segue into getting to know more people about baseball things. Yep. So, um, you know, we've, we have shared in previous episodes uh, our baseball backgrounds, what kind of brought us into baseball in general and then the pbe um so let's start with wildfire um where does where did your your spark for baseball get ignited and uh give us give us the transition into pbe what did that what did that look like what did that sound like what's that all about well to be honest baseball is not the biggest sport for me you know um football usually comes first um but i guess a good way to start is my first big, true baseball league was Big Head Baseball, where I spent three seasons and actually won a title in the third season. Well, three and a half before I left to create, do some creative differences. But 
I I found I I didn't really really uh, sorry sometimes I stutter I didn't really truly get into PVE until this season like I but before that Bubba Wilson my second player was uh, closest I got to a majors title but then real life came and they erupted that but ISFL and being ISFL and being SHO just eventually led me to finding PVE you know. Hmm. Right on. I mean, I don't hold it against anyone for not being as passionate about baseball as I am, because I don't think as like I think that's a so pretty rare group. Slight question: um, What's your real life football team, man? Um, I'm a Cincinnati sports fan, unfortunately. Nice. Hey, go Bengals! That's awesome. I'm a fan of the Bengals and the Reds. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. That's, um. Uh, I have a ton of Bengal stuff, but I have also have a Reds hat that mm. I got at flea market. That's I really mean, cool. I'd like the Reds more, yeah. you know, if, if Joey Votto just hit more home runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love uh, sh- shout-outs to, to Goldie Gold for uh, for being the, I, the world's uh, biggest Joey Votto fan. But I really, the first time I really, really cared about football, Ball with the Cubs 2016 um, um, World Series run because I was really invested in the story of that. Mm. I love, for sports, I love a good story to go along with nice sports. I, I'm kind of obsessive with finding information about sports. Mm. Like, I know, know so much useless football trivia. <laughs> I mean, I but, think um, as someone who is currently um, majoring in a field related to history, uh, one of the coolest things about sports is the storylines and the, um, you know, events that occurred in the past, you know? So I, I understand what you mean. It's It's a really cool part of sports. Yeah, as a yeah. growing up as a Cubs fan, the big a lot of the big narratives were um, tempers flaring with Carlos Zambrano, and like that was even though he was a like a really solid pitcher, um, threw a no hitter, and and a a fair a fair hand at the plate as well could swing the bat. Uh, the the most interesting thing about him was the fact that he beat up the brand new Gatorade machine in the dugout with his hand. And then grabbed the bat. That. Oh my god! But he, yeah, he started with his bare fist, and then grabbed the bat. And everyone's just like, "What is with this guy?" <laughs> Why didn't she just beat up with the bat? Or she's like beat up with her fist when you have a bat, but you have you know. Like nobody's worth. I mean, it's yeah, it's like a ten thousand dollar machine, but like your your hand is worth way more than that, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're gonna break your hand. Hmm. Yeah. That was... the yes, that's and that's you know I I I imagine someone's like commented that too. <laughs> like he's about he's like, if that, I could yeah. say something, I guess of all of the <laughs> sports, baseball can be said one of the most romantic because of the way it's set up and the fact that it's never really over mm-hmm. until the final, yep. you know, pitch. Yeah. Like with also, all other sports, there's a time limit. But baseball doesn't really have that. Yes, man. Uh, by the way, real quick shout out. We have three Ohio sports fans in this chat. So. I'm from Kentucky and Ohio is really close. Oh, yeah, that makes sense for Cincinnati then because Cincinnati is very close and similar to Kentucky. That's cool. And Kentucky um, has no major sports teams. Yeah, do you guys um the only Ohio any... team you like is the Browns? That's one of them. Go Browns. Yeah, my you... uncle is a Browns fan. <laughs> it's tough. I'm a Kentucky Good to hear, Wild... Sorry, I'm a Kentucky Wildcats fan. My dad's a Louisville Cardinals fan. Hmm. Listen, as a mission gander, you know, I've I've been booing you guys. All you Ohio fans in my head. I don't think there's a rivalry. I all the all the old rivalries are dumb now. <laughs> because 
the Lions and the Browns don't play. And when they do, they both suck or it's a blowout. OSU's <laughs> beat Michigan like 20 times in a row. Hey, like, that's hey. not a rivalry anymore. Come on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you don't need to bring that up. <laughs> I just, I think there isn't much of a reason to have a Ohio-Michigan rivalry anymore because now we are just united to not having any more industry. <laughs> like, it has all left us. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. I will not forget about Toledo. Oh man, the Toledo war in full effect. <laughs> Age-old oh. wounds. I've known a lot of people I dislike who go to OSU. That's interesting. I have a lot of friends that went to OSU, including my significant other. Oh. Kentucky, if you don't like horse racing and bourbon, there's not much else to do here. <laughs> That's rough. Like, my town has a big flea market if you want to go thrifting, but still. Mm. Right on. Who knows, I might find cheap games. Well, speaking or of... Or get those a-holes who base their prices off the internet. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love a good a good deal on random nonsense? Like I, I once it's saw a. Yeah, I saw like a Sega one, Saturn but... with like four games for like twenty bucks at a flea market, and I was like, heck yeah, I'm down. But of course, you got to negotiate because what good flea market do you go to and you pay the sticker price? Come on. So I got it for for, yeah. for eighteen. You know, I got I got a couple bucks off. I felt good about that. So uh, so Sonic, Sonic Gmail. Uh, tell us about your your baseball origin stories and um, what brought you into the PBE. My baseball origin stories. Yeah, dude. Well, so, like, I mean, for example, my baseball origin story, for those of you who haven't heard of before, is uh, I grew up, I mean, obviously a big Cubs fan. I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago, born in the city, raised in the suburbs, and my grandparents got four seasons, four sets of season tickets yearly uh, to Wrigley Field through their work. They worked for Sloan Valve Company. And so that was, I got, I was like 12 rows back. I got to see, you know, I got to see Rhino up close when I was super young. And then, you know, like Gracie and, um, and all those guys kind of growing up. So that's my very brief origin story, for example. Well, you know, I don't have anything uh, as nice as that, really. My my fandom comes from my parents. You know, they're they're both just baseball fans. We're Mexicans, so I think that goes without saying. <laughs> I was I was I was a uh, put in little T ball when I was a little toddler, but I was I sucked at that, so they took me out of it. And uh, yeah, you know, baseball is just one of the few only sports I actually care about. So. And then what to what brings me to the PB? Well, it was just like I don't know. It just seems interesting. I saw a post on Reddit, so I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Whatever. <laughs> I got all this free time on my hands because of the pandemic. So yeah, I think that was a common theme. A lot of us were like, well, for me, it was less about free time and more about connection. Like I was like, I need to interact with people during the pandemic. And for most of like most of my real life friends, it was like we would hang out, and that wasn't an option. So I was like, I need to hang out with people, and and interact in that in that manner. And that's that was kind of what what drew me to it for sure. But but yeah, free time is a big draw. I know that there's a lot of people who do like two or three other sim leagues as well. And I mean, you guys are crazy, but <laughs> right on. We're glad to have you. And then Sarah uh, came from fake baseball and joined out of peer pressure. Go fake Giants. Excellent. Only thing on TV that she cared about as a kid. Perfect. Perfect. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's definitely... I don't know. It's weird. Like, I talk to a lot of people who are huge baseball fans, and they say that, you know, we, we brought this up earlier, that watching it on TV is so boring, and they just flip it off. <laughs> Like they can't do it, but I don't know. It's it's all fun for me. It's all fun for me. Right on the origin stories. The origin story where we came from. It's important. I mean we're I think we're all still weird kids. 
Like I'm I'm literally 36 years old and I'm still a weird kid, so it's okay. True. True. Yeah, I was I was about to say, Sarah, you're still weird. <laughs> yeah, the past tense doesn't work. That's true. It's the, the was a weird kid is false. <laughs> yeah, that implies that at one state you grew out of the weirdness. Should you be insulted? No, not at all. I'm a weird person too. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying we're all pretty like strange individuals here. Yeah, this is this is definitely the uh, let's be weird together league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we're all a bunch of weirdos for sure. It's it. I mean, I just, I just, I'm just here to write about like people dying. Okay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> man, that article was uh. heavy. That was a lot. That was a lot, and it. I mean, it, it, okay, we'll we'll get into it a little bit. We'll get in, like I said, oh, we'll gosh. see how far I can go into it. Um. And and as you can mm. see on the screen, folks, trigger warning, death. Um, it is a, it is a very sad piece. So feel free to tune out or fast forward, um, <laughs> like ten ish minutes because it's yeah. it's a lot. But but no, it was a really well put together piece. It it was f- really interesting because of what we talked about, right? How um, Crozier McCoy is like he just does baseball because he's good at it. It's not a passion for him. It, it feeds his family. He's a family man first and foremost. Um, okay, how about this? Let's start off with, if as far as you want to go into it, what brought this piece to you? Like, what what was the inspiration behind it, or what what, uh, oh, what came man. to be? Okay. Um. So I have actually most of my um, media pieces are written over the course of one hour. Um, this one was not, this was a very steady, um, sorry, this was a very steady piece that I kind of worked on more, um, piece by piece as time went on. I think what really inspired this was I had just finished the game Disco Elysium. Um, and Disco Elysium is fantastic. A, uh, it's essentially a glorified ebook. Um, but it is a super dark and like very like overwhelmingly uh, sad story. Um, so I, I think I'd always had the idea of a tragedy for McCoy in my head for a while because it just seems like such an unavoidable part of life, you know, and McCoy is a guy who grew up with like a really boring and like perfect life. Right. Like I, I talk about that in my story a lot is that uh, he kind of comes into a very boring household, uh, which is stable. <laughs> well, I did all the GMs uh, because everyone does their scouting within one hour of each other. Um, so I figured that. I, I figured that having a big tragic event would be interesting. And because McCoy's entire motivator was his family, that I would write about that. Um, and then because of Disco Elysium, uh, it put me in like this really weird uh, headspace where I was like oddly obsessed with morbid things. Uh, so I put together this absolute fucking sob story of a media article. Um, so I, I would say this sort of tragedy has been planned for a while. Um, and it's kind of meant to be like like a almost like a parody of how McCoy is as a person where he lives his life and does all this stupid stuff and gets no consequences. And then one day there's consequences. So that's, that's what inspired this media piece. That's less of a parody and more of a deconstruction. Sure. No, you could, that's, that's a great point. You could call that a deconstruction. Um, because it's it's definitely a play on what what I normally go through with McCoy and then used kind of like a sense of irony. I mean, obviously the shock aspect is somewhat removed from the trigger warning, um, but it's definitely supposed to be very far offish from the rest of the McCoy pieces, which are like very funny and upbeat. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta have those bent pieces. <laughs> sure, definitely. Like I have, 
like one of my sort of bent pieces and mm -hmm. I asked the fellow was how to be a more positive user. Because sure. I was convinced out that the person I was a few months before I came I came out of some kind of my own self imposed exile, I call it uh sin waves. I wasn't hmm. I wasn't a person I wanted to be, but since then I think I've come have come into my own so as a good yeah. person so I wrote that as kind of like a bad place hey this is how I think you more people should be able to act you know sure yeah yeah we've talked about before how um, you know a lot of I mean writing is an extension of us right so a lot of the time um, it's mm -hmm. it's almost like a therapeutic thing like maybe it's not something tragic or something crazy happening in your life but maybe it's you're you're just trying to manage something in your life so you write about something that um, maybe it helps distract you maybe it helps express your feelings yep. or thoughts um, maybe it touches on the subjects and and just helps you kind of deal with life so I you know there's nothing wrong with it I mean using writing to to navigate the stresses of life as a really positive thing so it's that's cool I like that I like the you know, kind of like, hey, I um, I was gone, but now I'm back, and, and let's do this. And expressing that through writing is a really cool thing. Mm. What about um, what about Glen Allen Mixon? So we we've talked about like our origin stories as far as our characters as well. And um, I've seen a lot of media uh, about Anchor Bell. I've seen um, you know some media about Anchovy. Uh, I don't know. I I can't recall if I've seen media about uh Glen Allen Mixon. So if if you want to give us like the brief overview of that character, what you have, if you don't have anything, that's also an acceptable answer, but what you've put together and and what you think about it. Um can I go first? Oh sure. I mean I was yeah, I, I was gonna uh, say Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um Inkerbell, this is gonna sound way out there, but I sort of set myself up for her whole story to be way out there, but but she comes from a different universe of inklings, which are basically half-human, half-squid hybrids. And in and her hometown being Gobbles, um, well, the main sport is something called turf war, but they also play baseball a lot. But she always felt like she had a ceiling in their baseball skills in Gobbles, but it just wasn't as popular there. So one day she took a chance and went to the human world to try to pick on human baseball. Eventually, Chicago just took a chance on her, and she had been working hard for them ever since. She can speak English, but it's kind of like a slightly garbled for the accent. At least that's what it sounds like to humans. Mm. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. She also has three really sharp teeth. Two on top of her mouth and one on the bottom of it. That's terrible. Yes, she does smile at smile those teeth at opposing hitters to try to throw them off their game. I love I love Inkerbell. Like I've already I've already had like the Twitter interaction with, with her. And it's like Yeah. The the she is the <laughs> the bizarre existence of a of like an outworldly character interacting with human people is just like it gets me every time. <laughs> She's so innocently naive, it's the best way I can describe her. She doesn't really get human jokes or inside jokes. So it's so usually fall for anything that she hasn't heard it before. Yeah, yeah all those uh, like cultural differences, right? On, on like, Twitter, I, I got I got Inker Bell with the uh, up dog joke. And she still didn't so. get until like a few weeks later. She's like, "Hey, that's great." <laughs> yeah, we're fans. Like, we're big fans of nonsense role playing here. So, anytime that you guys uh, want to express yourselves that way, always feel free to bring in each other, bring in random folks. That yeah, that's that's very cool. I love it. Mm. By the way, real quick, um, I needed to trail this back. Um, Jacob, you 
are married, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been, oh boy, I've been married for, um, is this year 11? Yeah, this is year, this, uh, in July will be, will be 11 years. That's actually really fucking cool. Um, I apologize for making you read my media, please. <laughs> that is, I could not imagine that would have been easy for you. No, I'm fine. Listen, I mean, it's, I, it's one of those you, you just detach. It's not a big deal. No, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Okay. Um, no, my wife and I joke. Like we we both have a very morbid sense of humor at times when it comes mm. to things like that. Um, that's just how I process, and she just goes along with it. So yeah, no 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 harm, no foul at all. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, we're good. That's <laughs> hey, we yeah, always that's joke true. that like the only that's like literally death is the only way we one of us could escape the other. I mean that's <laughs> that's that's just our humor. So like if you want to get away from me, you better you better that's figure good. it out. Cause, Reminds me of that Harry Potter thing. One cannot live while the other one survives, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Like we, we definitely plan on being, you know, in like fifty years, that old couple that's just like, well, when one of them goes, the other one's not sticking around very long, cause <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, we're good. It's I, I I don't even think about that stuff when I when I read these pieces because I I just like I said it's a detachment for me. It's the reminds me of yeah that kind of struck a bit of a chord because my late grandfather went a couple of years ago. Then about a year ago, there goes my grandmother. Yeah, it it comes in waves. When I was um, between the ages of ten and seventeen. I lost uh, three grandparents, three uncles, and um, yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot, right? So that's part of why I think I developed that method of coping and dealing with things. It it just you have to like you either figure out a way to to deal with it or you 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 know you you do something really stupid. So I figured out a way to deal with it. Hmm. Um, But yeah, never easy. I don't think, and it's it's because of that because I've gone through that stuff. I am terrible. When other people suffer loss, I have no idea how to relate to them. Because for me, it's that huge detachment of like, you know, we used to joke that it was the family reunion. Like, that's literally the, the level that we we negotiated these things as a family to deal with this stuff. It's like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's family reunion time, someone else died, and now we're all going to hang out. And so, like, yeah, like, even my wife, when she loses someone, I'm just like, boy, I'd... pat, 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 you know, one, two, three on the shoulder... <laughs> Give the hugs, because uh, man, I don't I don't know how to help you. So, good times, good times. Eh? <laughs> really, really light um, subject matter. Oh God. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad or a good thing. It just is, right? Um, I forgot something about Inkerbo's origin story. There's no pigs in their hometown, homeland. So she's fascinated by, so she loves like hot dogs and stuff like that because she never has got to eat them when she was in her homeland. Hmm. I like it. Because, you know, there's no pigs. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. All right, give us the, uh, the Glen Allen breakdown, Sonic. Uh, okay. So... I only, I think I only made like two or three uh, text media posts, and that's like right, like near the beginning of the season. So probably missed those, but whatever. Basically, I was just going into my character trying to make like the most like midwestern dude I could like possibly conjure up. So he's he basically just goes out, you know, hangs with his buds, drinks a beer, you know, just. <laughs> goes around saying "ope." That's basically, yeah, that's basically what I try to make him into. Um, you know, I listened to the, uh, actually, did listen to one of your guys' podcasts where you're talking about the characters before. So hmm. I was like, oh yeah, you know, gave us some thought behind my guy. We will as make well Captain. We will make Captain Midwestern, and you will have to write an extensive media piece about him. <laughs> Do people go around saying ope? Is that a thing? Yes. Oh yeah, yes. for sure. Oh yep. man, I'm so old. Is that like is that like when people I don't know, because there's a lot of things that I'll say in text form 
that I feel like younger folks will mm-hmm. say out loud, and I'm just it, it feels weird when they do that. Like when people so say it, things like it's that's so cringe. I'm like I've never said poggers cringe. Yeah, <laughs> like poggers. I will I don't... say I don't think the ope thing is an internet thing. It's a it's it's kind of a midwestern enunciation of the word o that we've just kind of stuck with. It's not like most people won't just like start a conversation by being like oh instead it's just them saying oh but in a really weird way um like yeah, when like... when you're trying to like get past a group of people you might be like oh 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 like it's it's really it's a weird i don't like how much the internet uses it because i think it gives a unrealistic expectation of how much midwesterners use it I've literally never um, heard it, I don't think, once. I occasionally say, like, oh, when I'm trying to, like, grab it, so I'm like, oh, 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 You know, like, you know when I'm trying to grab it, something right. to do something that requires a bit of strain. As an expletive of frustration. As, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I get that. I just, yeah, I've never, it's never come up in casual conversation for me. It's never... I don't know. I I guess my friends, my circle of friends was like strictly like suburban. Um, so I don't, we didn't really pick up like cool accents or really do anything colloquially. I don't think maybe that's the issue. So I didn't, I didn't have any fun, um, Midwest culture injected into my life. I had, I actually had a lot of Mexican (laughs) culture in my life, uh, growing up, but not, yeah, not nothing Midwestern really. Except for the like the super fans, like the like the duh bears. bears. That's it. That's the most midwestern thing that I that like existed in my group of friends and and family. But I like it. I like Captain Midwestern. I'm a fan. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know the midwestern thing exists even when you don't necessarily hear it. You know. Midwestern is a state of mind. Exactly. For for instance, you know, because I'm from the Midwest, I say refrigerator rather than the correct word refrigerator. I wait, wait, wait. Okay. This is an important question. What do you call a metallic fountain that dispenses water? That's a water fountain. Good man. <laughs> Bam. What else do you call them? A lot of people call it drinking fountains um, or bubblers. Bubbler. I'm going to take a yeah, sip from the old bubbler. Bubbler is a southern term. It's really wow. gross. Um, yeah, yeah. I say fridge. My, my family said refrigerator a lot. Yeah, it's, it should be refrigerator. Like, okay, mirror. Instead of like mirror, it's mirror. Just M-E-E-R. That's another like Midwestern thing. It reminds me of that the, the, of this one Jeff Fox movie bits where he talks about like redneck sorting their word red, redneck words. <laughs> like which you did you? Didn't bring a truck with you, did you? <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh what about uh the the soft drink debate? So what do you call a soft drink? Yeah, my dad gets pop. mad at me whenever I call it soda, so I guess it's soft drink. It's, it's soda. It's pop. Gross. <laughs> my dad gets like unreasonably mad at me when he spins for soda. See, I conspiracy by the sugar industry. <laughs> <laughs> I just call it soda pop. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I split the difference, I guess. And then the the big thing in the South is calling everything Coke. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what kind, of, what kind like, of Coke do you want? Like, I can be looking at like a lots of pepper and like, Dad, can you get Coke? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, and that's that was a weird thing for me. Um, even in like um, Southern Illinois, it, it still boggles my mind that Southern Illinois thinks it's the South. But but yeah, ordering, you know, being asked what kind of Coke I want, and I was like, oh, do you have, do you have like non-Coke products? And they're like, yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'll have a, a Sprite. You want a Sprite Coke? Yeah, like I don't want a half half. I want strictly a sprite if that's okay. Is that? Um, for some weird reason, McDonald's always seemed to have the best sprite. 
<laughs> okay. It's like a weird fan job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 word association at that point. <laughs> I like it though. I like yeah. it a lot. Right on. I don't go McDonald's that much, so. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, kudos to you. I I will always say that the fast food industry is the hardest working industry. In in uh, well, it's one of the hardest working industries. Let's just put it that. Way. Let's leave it at that. And I always admire people who put in that time and stick those jobs out because that's not there's nothing fun about working fast food. I don't think. Um, I read. Um, the best restaurant near my my that's the best sub sub kind of restaurant in my town is like Penn Station. But it's also like really expensive. Okay, okay. Well, uh, shout outs to any fast food restaurant who chooses to sponsor the podcast. Uh, all it takes, guys. All, you just have to tell me you're sponsoring it. Um, I don't. I wouldn't even require money. Let's be honest. If you just told me, if I could say, Crush Fan Podcast sponsored by Insert Product Here, I'm in. I'm down. I'm not in this for the money. I'm in this to make a product, you know. I want to I want to be marketable. Let's go. You have to, like, throw in, oh, it's sponsored by McDonald's every every few minutes. Yeah, the new intro would just be ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving <laughs> the Crush Fam podcast. <laughs> Let's do that. Ba-da-ba-ba, the ball jumps. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, this that's... is all worth thinking about. Oh my goodness, let's do it. Let's let's just change. You know what? That's what we could start doing. Is every podcast we just decide we're sponsored by somebody, even though we're not. We got to do the we got to do the Bob's Burgers thing now and make it like increasingly ridiculous fake companies. Oh, I would want to use all real companies, and then at some uh-huh. point we'll get like DMCA or something. <laughs> some company will reach out and be like. <laughs> We're not. We're not sponsoring you. That's not. Our partners will be in touch. I want that moment. Let's go. How does anchovy the character feel about people eating fish? Ooh, that's a great question. I wonder if anchovy ever gets someone nervous around Inkerbell. Hmm. Oh my god. People eat ass. What's the problem? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean. Shout outs to Crush Mom. Uh, Hi, Mom. How's it going? That's great. That's funny. (laughs) As someone who has done both, they taste very different. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a joke. Whoa. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) Well, yep. Love you, Mom. All right. Uh, Moving on to... uh, Moving on to uh, Anchovy. Doing batting practice in Chicago unconventionally. What a fun uh, post of nonsense. This is the kind of thing. This is my jam. Can I just say that? That's my jam. Um, And I think we can all agree. I mean, yes, it's said a little bit in jest, a little tongue-in-cheek. But I I would 100% agree that deep dish pizza is just casserole. It's not a pizza. It, It can be good. I have to be in the mood for it. It can be tasty, but it's not. Like at that point everything is just pizza. Like you could just call anything pizza at that point, I think. Yeah, you know what? Chicago style pizza. No, no thank you. I just mm. get that crap out of here. I don't want a plate full of sauce. I just I have to again, it can be very good and some of the deep dish um, some of the places do like more cheese than sauce, which is fantastic. Like that stuff is good, uh, but yeah, when it's like when half of the slice is sauce, uh, yeah, my old man's stomach can't take that. That's not that's not going to be a good time for me. So I support uh, the demolishment of the <laughs> of the unholy deep dish casserole that has plagued the city for generations. That's yeah. That line was like the most relatable thing to me as and it's funny too it's i i feel like when you reference that you're from chicago that's one of like three things that always comes up yeah it's like uh it's like oh is the city really windy um you know how do you feel about is deep dish like the best pizza ever 
And then it's and and then, then murder. Yes, and then the third question is, um, so how many guns do you own? Because you, you probably have to have a lot, right? And I'm like, what? none of no, no to all of those questions. Can I just say no to those questions, and then we move on to the next question? That's my, that was my favorite thing to do when I first moved out here. People would be like, oh, the Windy City, is it really windy? I'd just be like, no. And I wouldn't clarify that statement. I wouldn't explain it in any way. I would just say no. Um, and some, and, and then there were other times where I would like get really goofy with it and say like, well, you know, some believe that it's called the Windy City because of the blustering politicians, which is something I read one time. I don't even know if that's like anyone else associates that with the Windy City whatsoever. Like most people are just referring to the lake effect and literally it's, hey, there's just, wind. Well, the grass isn't really blue here. <laughs> right, <laughs> Exactly. Like the just the weird stereotypes, and then and then again the the whole like like yes, it is a large city. There are a lot of people, so their violent crimes will happen. But per capita, it actually is not the most violent city. So calm down. Like the it, yeah, the most acts of gun violence do not happen in Chicago, like either overall or per capita. I don't I'm not sure. I don't know exactly where it originated, but. It's just an obnoxious thing to be asked. And then Deep Dish, it's like, I'm I'm passionate about not loving Deep Dish. But, but you know, sometimes I just the mood strikes and it's delicious. I don't know. Yes, Aleppo is probably the most violent city. That is a fair point. That is, that is accurate. I was going to search and then I realized it's fact-checking. So. Yeah, no, we don't do fact-checking. Um, I can tell you that I did fact-check this many years ago so this you know what i could be spouting complete nonsense today because maybe the last time i looked at it was based on like 2016 references so uh shout outs to the past <laughs> that's what i got that's all i got but yeah yeah, yeah great post um and yeah but i liked I, I added in our writer's room that obviously um not only is Anchovy freed and celebrated as a hero, but the you know this was all coordinated and arranged by Big Vito because you know committing these acts regardless of your intentions uh, would probably not be met favorably with the law. But uh, Big Vito is also not a fan of deep dish, so it was you know he he made sure that this went away. That was my that was my little addendum. Take it or leave it. All right. Uh, yeah, so three three really strong media pieces. So the Inker Bell one, uh, we kind of covered the background, obviously, but that was a really cool... You know, I like the interview style. I like the collaboration of any sort of media, so anytime it's multiple people working on the same piece, that's super fun. And, uh, uh, you know, shout-outs to Dom for putting together a couple of, uh, of threads for you guys to, to jump into and all get your character input into as far as, you know, seeing events in the locker room and, and how you choose to see things unfold. I think that's been a really fun exercise, but uh, yeah. The, the... It, it sort of certainly helped me um, figure out a bit of what I want basically about personality off of. Yeah, it just, it fleshes out the character, right? Like when you when you start writing more about it or get into get into someone else's creative space, it, it you think about things you wouldn't have thought about otherwise. I just had a funny visual of what of of like that's of like um Inkerbell first meeting my big Vito. See Barry see why Barry comes up to his knee. But that's through his waist, I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and uh well actually I think Big Vito's um not that tall either, but yeah, I'd I'd say <laughs> Still, still significantly taller than Anchor, but yeah, Big Vito. It's it's one of those kind of ironic names, nicknames. Uh, Big Vito is actually relatively short. Oh, and maybe we'll have a a Cletus, a brief Cletus sighting, maybe. Oh. All right. Yes, hey, they are violently question mark. You're right. That's. <laughs> This chat is such a mess right now. Oh, we have the pork chop. Oh my gosh, he's silent, but he's joining us. 
Oh my gosh. All right. All right, Jacob. I'm going to test your knowledge here. Do you remember the backstory of pork chop sandwiches? Oh, man. Here's here's a hint to refresh your memory. G.I. Joe. Yeah, no, okay. So so it wasn't. I was because I was thinking, did we come up with a really complex and and well put no, together we backstory? Weird one. Yeah. And this was this was literally just those awesome YouTube videos that were a mashup of the uh, post GI Joe skits where yeah, they would have like a big moral that. at the end. It was like you know, hey, don't don't play in the lake when there's lightning, um, and instead terribly dubbed over with nonsense. Because um, I remember watching that video, like those videos when they first came out, and just dying of laughter. And for for whatever reason, the line that stuck out to me was, um, "Hey kid, I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading." I don't I don't know why that always just cracks me up. Like I can say that, it just always puts me in a good mood. Like you gotta say it in the voice, though. That's <laughs> that's the best. I isn't wasn't that the voice? No, maybe not. I'm gonna be quiet now. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was the, hey, kid, I'm a computer. Stop all the download. That's better. Okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, that's those those sketches were fantastic. Okay, so, so that's that's what I remembered, and that's why I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> was there more to yeah. it? Yeah. But, yeah, that's. I think that's a good a good point as well. He's now being quiet. So that's we got a brief appearance, and that's it. We just get the taste. We don't get the whole thing. I, I respect that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, it's important to remember that everyone's writing process is different. What brings people joy is different. And sometimes like those very simple, goofy kind of meme origin stories are just like, are so amazing and so creative and so great to work with because they just, they end up pushing the narrative in different ways. They end up taking your story in places that you, again, you didn't think of them because that's not a character you would create. So I love the diversity we have in the PBE, that we have people who take things in different directions like that, that some folks, like, some characters are literally just direct rip-offs of, like, animated characters or things that exist. And it's like, yep, that's my character. And other characters are like, I have this whole backstory, like, D&D style. And then there's everything in between. And I think all of that makes for just craziness crazy fun chaos and awesomeness i was i was really actually close to this using normal render but my brain's like using inkling yeah yeah yeah. Like, you can try it you can try it the the legends of uh barack obama melty face barack obama remy ratatouille uh mike latoris uh being shrek yeah, so many great renders. So definitely join those ranks, submit that stuff to the teams, the appropriate teams, and they'll essentially they'll throw it in and they'll show you the result, and you can kind of choose to take it or leave it. Because some of them just don't come out at all. Like some of them don't even look like humanoid; they just look like garbled like watercolors. Um, and then others actually manage some form of a humanoid figure, and it's okay. So kind of luck of the draw there. Wow. So listen, time flies when you're talking fun nonsense with with new and old friends. Um, that's that's our time pretty much. So um, wow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's you let's even talk about the funny part. I know. Okay. Okay. Real quick. The greatest play in baseball. Baez hits it on the ground to third. Gonzalez. This is so good. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow! Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You've gotta be they kidding me! They stole a run. You have gotta be kidding me, Javi Baez. Keep going. Go, go. Think you're invisible. El Mago, indeed. Rizzo's reaction, I, and then I do like um, JD's call out of just like, "Go, keep running, you're invisible." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, everything about that makes me happy. Everything about that is why baseball is fun for me. And again, it's it's because you've got a guy 
who is notorious for having a high baseball IQ on the bases. Combined <laughs> with... Yeah, combined with a guy at third making a not great throw and a guy at first, a little a little green behind the ears and a little nervous and yeah, you know. <clears throat> it's just it's the perfect storm of nonsense that that makes baseball great. I mean, because that you know we've been on the other side of plays like that too as a Cubs fan where we had like. We've had nobody covering first before, and we've had, you know, oh, we got someone caught in a rundown. They're definitely out. And it's like, okay, we got this other guy caught. Nope, he's not in a rundown. So both guys are safe. Good job. It's just, it's the ebb and flow of the game. Yeah. Yeah, just Lorenzo Cain. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Okay. That counts. That counts as talking about it, right? Does that count? Yes. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Thanks for staying up, Wildfire. Any parting thoughts as we close out here? Uh, go Kingpins. Go Kingpins. That's the Woo! ultimate thoughts. Sonic, any, anything you want to add? Uh, go Kingpins. Times two. Woo! <laughs> Woo, indeed. Dom, any, anything Woo. you wanted to say? Go King Vince. All right. Yeah. Now it's now it's just played out. That's I expect better from you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm retracting my friendship application. Ouch. And uh, yeah, my legal team will be in touch. So. Okay. We'll have uh, my guys meet your guys. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Shoutouts to. The uh, local local favorite legal team, Laub and Laub. That's there we go. That's our, that's a sponsor for this episode. It's a local <laughs> legal team that you guys haven't heard of. They are now the sponsors of this podcast episode. So congratulations, uh, free legal Wednesdays, guys. Check it out. All right, <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Shout outs to uh, Sarah and. Uh, Cletus for for their pop-ins and and uh, always adding to the conversation. I love it. Uh, but but again, thanks for your time, and I'll see you on the field. Take care. <laughs>